0: It's noon here in Ventnor, New Jersey, and no, not Charlotte, North Carolina, because yet again, Mother Nature played a nasty trick on Zach and I yesterday when only 1,500-plus flights were canceled due to weather. So this is the news that you can use from Car Edge with your hosts, Zach and Ray, for, well, a Monday, July 17th.
1: Let's jump right into it, Dad. Big news this morning from Ford Motor Corporation. Let's kick things off right here. Give me one quick second, and I'll get it pulled up on the screen. Ford has slashed pricing for their F-150 Lightning. Wow. That's a big deal, folks. We're going to dig into the numbers here in just a second. We're also going to go down memory lane and talk about what Ford pricing used to be, has become, etc. cetera. This comes from Farzad over on Twitter. Ford F-150 Lightning, new prices just announced this morning. The Pro, forty-nine point nine, so $50,000 for the entry-level Ford F-150. Lightning XLT standard, $55,000. XLT extended range, $70,000. The Lariat standard, $70,000. Lariat extended, 77 dollars half. And the Platinum, your casual $92,000 electric pickup truck. Dad, super interesting because these prices are down about 15 to 20% across each of the models or each of the trims, 17% being the highest amount. What do you make of this? Let's get your take initially.
0: Uh, well, <clears throat> I I think Ford will probably um, reevaluate exactly how much the EV division will lose this year. The original estimate was $3 billion. My My supposition is that that it will be much higher than that now that they've reduced the prices because uh, they've reduced the prices, but my guess is they haven't really reduced the costs. So it's costing them more per car, um, and they're losing more per car to continue selling them. And they're forced to do that because, well, their sales have slowed dramatically. The vehicles aren't nearly as desirable as Tesla vehicles seem to be, and Tesla doesn't even have a pickup truck at the moment, although I understand that they have uh, they have built their first site. Is it a truck.
1: Tesla story, though, or is it a Ford story? What I mean by that is Ford can't sell these things. Like, let's well, just be very real about it. They can't sell them. Inventory's starting to build up. I don't even think it's a Tesla story. It's a
0: Ford story. Well, the reason I think it's partially a, a Tesla story is if Tesla didn't exist, would people buy the Fords? What came first, and and I think Tesla has built a following and a reputation. Ford has built a reputation over the past two and a half years. I don't. How can you say?
1: Uh, I don't know if I want to go down this path too far, pops. How can you say Tesla has built a, a brand and a reputation? Ford's the one the company that's been around for a hundred years, and the only reason people keep buying their things we're going to talk about it in a little bit, leading the league in recalls. Like the only reason people feel an affinity towards Ford is because they feel connected to that community and that brand. I, I don't know. I don't know if I think this is actually as much about Tesla as you're making it out to be. I think it's about Ford trying to branch into a new market, realizing that, A, their products have deficiencies in them, and, B, they're priced inappropriately. Customers are just refusing to buy them at those prices.
0: Well, we've always said they were priced inappropriately. We've always said that 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 the pricing for uh, legacy manufacturers' electric vehicles were higher than they should yeah, be in comparison to the major player. In electric vehicles, and that major player, whether we want want to acknowledge them or not, is Tesla, and so that impacts what happens at Ford or GM or all the others. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Ford's problems are are much deeper than people just don't want to buy Ford electric vehicles at the moment. Uh, one of the articles I sent you for today's show was that once again, the leader in the clubhouse for number of recalls this year affecting, I think it was 4.1 million vehicles is Ford and, and the overall leader for recalls last year was Ford. And for the year before that was Ford. So, you know, perhaps you have this combination of not being able to adequately produce quality vehicles for the last several years okay yeah and then on top of that um the vehicles that you are producing that aren't of the quality that you'd like them to be are higher priced than they've ever been so that the the value to quality ratio is just not there
1: let's take a peek at the historical pricing for the f-150 and tuck in here a little bit with me pops i feel like yeah i need you a little closer with me. a little closer
0: Maybe, maybe I don't want to be that close this Back morning.
1: in 2022, January of 2022, Ford announced the full pricing lineup for their yes. F-150 Lightning. Do you, do you remember, Dad, what the Pro, the entry-level... thirty nine grand, $39,974. Okay. All right. So Ford's original pricing for the Lightning Pro was $39,974. All it takes is one quick Google search, because the Google machine is still catching up, folks. The Pro, previous to this $10,000 price drop, was a $60,000 truck. They had increased the price. We have proven time and time again we're not good at math. That's a $20,000 price increase now leading to a $10,000 price decrease. You look at some of the other trim levels, Dad. The XLT was supposed to be a $53,000 truck. The Lariat, a $67,000 truck. And that Platinum still at the $91,000 mark. Ford had gone well above these price points in their pursuit of trying to make money off of these vehicles. Then they came out and said, you know what? We actually don't make money on our electric vehicles. Now they're coming back around $10,000 price cuts across nearly all of those trims. The only reason you're making that decision, if you've publicly come out and said, we don't make money on our EVs, the only reason you're making that decision is because you're, do you want to make less? I don't, I don't get it. I just don't well, understand it's not that
0: you want to make less. It's, 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 it's an admission that you've, that you've priced your vehicles too high. That's what it is. It, that's the admission that um, we we tried to, to get greedy so that we could cut down on the size of the loss per electric vehicle sold and that hasn't worked out very well. And so now we have to try and get back to our lower price point routes to see if that might spur some sales. EVs Statistically, the sales have slowed down dramatically. There have been a number of articles about that. We have also seen that EV inventory, especially for non-Teslas, has grown dramatically while sales have slowed. Well, that that's a recipe for disaster. And... Car manufacturers know that if they're not selling at X price, well, then you need to lower it because if it's not selling when it's this high, it's, it's, you got to lower it to get somebody to get interested in it. Uh, You know, so they realize they have to drop the price. So they're dropping the price. Will that spur enough, Interest in the vehicle
1: i doubt it you want to know one other factor in all of this dad that i find to be very interesting the actual available inventory for lightnings right now in the market yes they're not the entry-level options we've ca- we've covered the story we have some more uh, justin on our team pulled some data he's going to be writing an article for this week's newsletter back at caredge.com if you're not subscribed to the newsletter you should be we're doing an analysis of entry-level trucks
0: mm-hmm.
1: entry-level trim here's the first page of results For the Ford F 150 Lightning back on caredge.com, we've got a $92,530 platinum, a $70,000 lariat, an $88,000 lariat, an $80,000 lariat, and $90,000 lariat. Our first XLT at a measly $65,000. We've got another platinum at nearly (laughs) $100,000. A Lariat at $88,000. I'm going to go just through the first page here, folks, because maybe there's a pro at the bottom of the
0: page. I doubt it.
1: A Lariat at $74,500. We've got a Lariat at $88. We've got a Lariat at $83. We've got a Platinum at $99,564. A Lariat at $88,499. None of these trucks. An XLT at $85,000 and a Lariat at $89. These price drops, they don't really matter for those of us who could potentially afford. A fifty thousand dollar truck, a forty thousand dollar truck,
0: you know, they, they don't they don't impact that because there's no there's none of them. That Ford well, has intentionally made if you don't build them, okay, if you don't build them, you can't sell them. Dude, so it's great to say it's great to say that you have a forty-nine thousand nine hundred dollar entry level um electric pickup truck. It's great to say that. There's only one problem. If you don't ever build them, you don't really have a $49,900 electric pickup truck. And the prices of the vast majority of the trucks is so ridiculously high, I don't know how anybody could buy them. And, And when I say anybody, I mean anybody. I don't know how you can justify 90 some thousand dollars for the platinum edition electric pickup truck or eighty-five thousand dollars for a Lariat. You're not buying a house, you're 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 buying a pickup truck that if you use it as a pickup truck or you pull things with it, the the expected range <laughs> from that electric vehicle drops. Dramatically, so it's not even a good work vehicle. <laughs> Those
1: pros are, you know, mainly, primarily fleet vehicles. I saw the comment in the chat come through. Sort by by price. Okay, let's sort by price. Let's okay. Look at this. So, so there are pros obviously for sale. Forty five thousand. Twenty twenty twos. They are twenty twenty twos. Here we go. We've got some twenty twenty threes coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. Sure. Let's take a quick peek at one of these pros. Fifty one thousand dollars. I'm curious. What is the Supposedly, the market day supply is 22 days, 47 yeah. for sale, 96 have sold in the last 45 days. I believe that. I believe that the demand for a $50,000 Ford F-150 Lightning is quite high. Let's do the Let's do the inverse. Let's hit the back button here. Let's sort now not by lowest. Let's by sort highest. by highest. So we've got our $100,000. This okay. is a Lariat Platinum. Let's do the Platinum.
0: Yeah. And, and let's see what the day supply We're is. We're in Jacksonville,
1: there. Florida for this one.
0: Okay. There. For
1: those of you that listen to the podcast, the day's supply in Jacksonville, Florida for a Ford F-150 Lightning Platinum is 495 days because there's 11 of them advertised for sale, but only one is sold in the last 45 days. If I'm Ford dead, yes. I can't lower my prices fast enough. And the reason legitimately I cannot lower my prices fast enough is because I made too many high-level trim options. I don't even have the
0: right product mix. We we discussed that Saturday night that the manufacturers decided and Ford is one of those manufacturers they decided to abandon the middle class. They decided to abandon um people of just average means. You're giving me an idea. I'm going to write it down. Okay. What they what they've decided to do is is just play in the high-end market with a limited amount of people that are in it that can actually afford to buy these things. That was a business decision that they made. As it's turning out, it was the wrong damn decision to make. At some point, all these manufacturers have to realize that they're as we discussed Saturday night, there is an affordability crisis for new vehicles in America, and it needs to be addressed. And and so the CEOs of these companies who have who have uh, okayed this this concept of just going upper end market, um, you know, when 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 you see Jeep Grand Wagoneers for hundred and eleven thousand dollars, and and you're not really a luxury brand, that that indicates to me that that you've just made the wrong bet okay so it's time to pull back your bet go back to what made you successful initially which was manufacturing and shipping affordable vehicles i think one
1: of the things that's going to be tricky about this dad is i've got to imagine i've got to imagine that changing gears for for no you know no pun here changing gears at yes. an automaker yes. is like stopping a, a moving train it takes they, this, oh yeah the yeah the decision that they're going to make today the holy cow our inventory is sitting because holy cow we priced it too high that decision will have a ramification three years from now
0: oh yes absolutely
1: it's a it's a tr- it's just gonna it's the break and at the same time the counter argument devil's advocate to everything that we're discussing are headlines like these. Mitsubishi's China venture with GAC to cut staff costs after SUV sales dive. All right, we're talking about one of the the most inexpensive automakers in the world, mm-hmm. Mitsubishi, cutting production because their sales dive. So mm-hmm. maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe the well, consumers was are that, out there.
0: Was that in China?
1: That is, but I think okay. It's still... So
0: maybe that's I think a different market than the United States. You know, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So I, I don't think that's necessarily a fair comparison. I hear
1: what you're saying, but I do think it's interesting. It's not like we're
0: seeing, you know, year over year Mitsubishi sales through the roof, but they should be. Well, what well, well, you, you say that, I, you know, and, and yes, I agree with you. They should be. What, what have we seen? We've seen huge year over year sales increases for Mazda. Okay. Which uh, Mazda has continued to produce relatively inexpensive in comparison to the rest of the market out there quality used or quality new vehicles okay in the in the twenty five to forty thousand dollar price range yeah and and their business is up considerably this year they're they're one of the winning brands as far as sales increases so I think there's still a market there uh, Subaru sales are up this year, another brand that, that plays in the primarily the twenty-five dollars to $40,000 price range. There, there are brands that are doing well, still trying to provide affordable, reasonably priced entry-level vehicles. Ford is not. Not at the moment, not especially with their pickup trucks. I mean, the average transaction price for a Ford pickup truck was $66,000. Now, I guess that includes, you know, the handful of EVs that they've sold that are. I like really- that argument, though. I, I saw this on Instagram we posted or on
1: Instagram. Just search Car Edge. Yes. The The comments on a video I posted recently was, well, it's not fair to compare 2018 average transaction prices to 2023 average transaction prices because you're comparing different models. No, that's the exact reason to do the comparison because the manufacturer has intentionally been producing more of the expensive models and fewer of the cheaper models. Like that is exactly the reason for those of you who didn't see our show on the Car Edge channel on Saturday night, it's all the data about the OEMs, the original equipment manufacturers, the automakers who have increased their prices the most and the least. Ford in the past five years have increased the average transaction price of their vehicles since 2018 to today, 41%. Yes. Inflation is 21.5%.
0: That's a business decision. Absolutely it is. Uh, Hyundai-Kia has- 45 uh, 45%. 45% Stellantis, almost 49%. Those are business decisions. You're absolutely right. Those are- Those are entirely business decisions. When when somebody at Stellantis, at the Jeep division of Stellantis, signed off on the idea and the concept of the Grand Wagoneer, okay, with a starting price in the 90s as the starting price, and and we've seen them upwards of 115 dollars $120,000, well, you know that's what you expect to pay for a Mercedes Benz or a BMW, or well, you don't even expect to pay it for a Lexus because I don't yeah. know of any Lexus that that is that highly priced. Um, you know, it, a Grand Wagoneer is not a uh, an X seven, at least not yet.
1: Look at this, pops. It's not just car prices it's from Trinoculus. My auto insurance renewal just went up twenty five. We don't talk about it on the show very frequently, but CarEdge.com slash insurance. You can shop for rates with our agents. Yeah, go for it. Well,
0: if if inflation has gone up twenty one and a quarter percent, I think in it five was, years, in five years, and the the least expensive of the of the big time manufacturers, um, they're. Their uh, MSRPs have gone up twenty five point one four percent. That was Subaru. super. They had the smallest. and
1: Nissan was right there at twenty five point two five percent.
0: Okay, So, yeah, your insurance companies are looking at this and they're going, well, these cars are twenty five to fifty percent more expensive today than they were five years ago. Uh, well, yeah, your 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 rates have to go up to insure them because it's going to cost that much more to repair them. That's what happens when prices continue to go up like that. I'm still kind of in disbelief by this pops again. We
1: <laughs> It's not like we planned this guys. No. The first F150 Lightning Platinum that we pulled up has a 495 days supply and this is in this was in Jacksonville, Jacksonville Florida. Let's let's click on one more. Maybe that's just a fluke. Okay. Jacksonville, Florida. What do you think? Columbia, South Carolina? Sure. Well, right. this is just a lariat. I want to do, let's do Grapevine Fort here in Grapevine, Texas. Oh, okay. It can't also be 495
0: days. 115. It's, it's only 115, days. 115, which is still almost double what the manufacturer and the dealers would like it to be.
1: We're doing one in North Carolina. 90. Just days. 90 That's days. better. That's yeah. better. Yeah. So maybe it's regionalized a little bit. Maybe it's it, regionalized. It very
0: well could be.
1: Ford's got not enough customers for these. They're cool looking. Don't get me wrong. They're
0: cool looking. It looks like a pickup truck. What do you mean they're cool looking? I think it's cool looking, Dad. Why? Because they got the light that goes on. Yeah, because know. they got the light yeah, that goes Yeah, well, that, that's why I'd buy one. You know, the only reason I would buy a Volvo was because of those. Those Thor. Yeah, remember yeah. the
1: Volvos with the Thor? Yeah, I thought yeah. they were pretty
0: cool. Yeah. All right,
1: let's switch gears a little bit, Dad. Let's talk about um, the state of auto loan delinquencies just for a quick second here. All right. Back on Cox Automotive, we have these headlines, folks. Delinquencies that were 60 days or more increased in June for the second consecutive month and were up 18.7% from a year ago. Yes. This is the good news in the report that we're about to read. In June, 1.74% of auto loans were severely delinquent. That's over 90 days Okay, delinquent. That was up from May's 1.68%, the highest June rating dating back to at least 2006. So Let that sink in for just a moment here, guys we have the highest rate of severe auto loan delinquency since the great recession since 06 6.76% of subprime loans were severely delinquent that was an interest uh, an increase excuse me for the month from 6.48 in may the real kicker here the subprime severe delinquency rate was 101 basis points higher than a year ago that's over 1% higher yeah. than a year ago so we have these two antithetical conversations all the time on this show. You have automakers who have made vehicles that are at price points that are not attainable for the the, middle middle class anyone, really, except for those that have incredible disposable income. And then you have the booming auto repossession crisis, uh, auto loan delinquency crisis that will lead to a repossession crisis. It is so interesting to have those two stories as like bookends to, to what's going on here, because they're at polar opposite ends of the spectrum. You shouldn't you shouldn't have to be going delinquent on your auto loan because you paid too much for a car that you actually can't afford.
0: But all the data points to that's exactly what happened over the past two, three years. Well, and that's because the when 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 we had the shortage um, between the manufacturers producing their, their higher and higher profit margin vehicles because they had a limited supply of chips, so they put those chips in the vehicles that were going to make them the most money. Um, and the dealers then knowing that there was a shortage of vehicles, but the the demand was was way up there, adding all these additional dealer markups. So yeah, anybody who bought a car two years ago paid way too much. You know, between the high MSRP and the ten to fifteen to twenty thousand dollars additional dealer markup. Well, what do you think's going to happen? You know, eventually, that's going to catch up to people. You, you know, and the but, banks if were you, complicit it, in all of this. Oh, absolutely. they enabled all of it. It it couldn't happen if the banks wouldn't it's have not like, It's not like consumers actually had the cash to show up. And no, no, they didn't. You know, so so if the bank didn't agree to lend the money, if if they didn't enable the dealership to ask for more by agreeing to lend way too much money against that vehicle it would have never happened you know the banks got so far out of their normal guidelines for loan to value ratios and 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 how much over msrp they were willing to finance let's not forget that if somebody paid a twenty thousand dollar dealer markup well that, that that's twenty thousand dollars that is secured by nothing other than air. Yeah. Okay. Because that's not $20,000 worth of vehicle. That's just, hey, $20,000 of greed because the market was in such short supply. So, yeah, yeah repos are going to tick up. Uh, delinquencies are going to tick up. They already have, yeah. um, you, you know, and, and dealerships. As their inventory continues to grow, find it harder and harder to take their old customers and put them into a new car because you buried them two years ago. Oh, gosh. You know, I, the, you know there's lots of things that get sold in an F&I office. One of the things that they should have been selling two years ago was burial. <laughs> <right>? Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll have to do a
1: video on this to really explain. But, I mean, you're right. There's an entire... I mean, I'm not going to call it a generation, but there's like a two-year, a group of people from the past two years that even if they wanted to get into a new car are so deeply underwater. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's not enough scuba gear. (laughs) There's not enough scuba gear. (laughs)
1: To to help them. All right, Pops, let's switch gears. Let's do our favorite segment.
0: Really? You got to be kidding me.
1: All right, Dad, we have talked about Ford a lot today, and we're going to continue that trend the Raptor, Dad. The yes. Raptor is one of the most popular uh, uh, you know, trim levels or, or vehicles out there. This goes for the Ram TRX as well. This was shared with me just the other day. Well, first and foremost, dealership websites yeah. just drive me freaking crazy. So I just want to acknowledge that this drives me crazy. But there you go, Dad. The Andes low price yeah. for well, this Raptor. Recent, recent <laughs> this is drop. after a recent price drop. Phase. Yeah. One hundred fifty-five thousand four hundred and ninety-five dollars for your
0: new Ford F one hundred and fifty Raptor. I, just out of curiosity, but not, yeah, not not that I would ever spend. Kudos
1: that. to this dealer for advertising what appears to be a real price, by the way. I well, mean that genuinely.
0: Yeah, no, no, that yeah, bless their hearts for doing that. I mean, when you're when you're charging that, but I would love, I would love to see the Monroney label if if they offer it, um, uh-huh. because that to me would be, I, I would be curious as to how much over MSRP they're charging for the
1: vehicle. All right, it is loading Car power. Oh, the window sticker you requested is not currently available. Go figure. You click on the button to get the window sticker, and that's what comes <laughs> up.
0: Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Well, I would have loved to have seen that.
1: Uh, it, 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 it. I hope that's just a price, like a fluke. Like, yes. I, I really, really, really hope yes. that's a fluke. And, Dad, it's worth mentioning. Let me pull this back up on the screen for everyone. This price is actually after this is the, the classic dealership, yeah. you know, get them in with the low price, and it's not even that low of a price. Yeah. But look at that, Dad. Andy's low price is only after you get the
0: $2,500 more trade guarantee. Oh, what is that? Oh, any more Ford is awarding customers a minimum of $2,500 for any trade-in towards the purchase of any new Ford. Okay.
1: All right. So the price is actually (laughs) (laughs) $158,000.
0: Yes, but you know that you could show up. It has to drive in. You could show up (laughs) with that 1977 Datsun King cab. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Godson speed. King. Cat. Yeah, I like yeah, it. yeah. Let's go. We're taking the Wayback Machine, okay? And as long as it drives,
1: you're getting that. $2, you're $2, getting twenty five hundred
0: dollars now. If you if you come in with any other reasonable <laughs> trade in in today's world, it's worth way more than twenty five hundred dollars. So they're giving you enough.
1: All right, gang, I want to remind you back at caredge.com. That's where we can help you. There's some new stuff dropping today. So yes. get excited for that. But if you go back to caredge.com, you can search for cars here. You can sell your car through Car Edge and get more money. We've got the Car Edge Report, Black Book Trade In Valuations, our out the door price calculator, Car Edge data. So you can pay the fair price every time you look at buying a car. Car Edge Coach, have pretty much someone like my dad. In your pocket, we've got the extended warranty, the electronics warranty. We've got our
0: auto, home, and renter's I I promise not to take anything out of your pocket while I'm in your pocket. Community (laughs) forum, deal school, dealer
1: reviews, our free guides, the free data, and our shop. There's so much stuff back at CarEdge.com. We appreciate everyone who heads over there and spends some time with us. Pops, let's call the show for today. Okay, let's call a Monday. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll be Uh, here. We'll be back tomorrow.
0: Yes, yes. Tomorrow, noon, Eastern, 9 Pacific, uh, 8 a.m. in Anchorage, 6 a.m. in Honolulu. Uh, And for those of you in, um, in, say, uh, Tehran, I have no idea what time it'll be. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Have a good one, everyone. Enjoy your week, and we'll see you tomorrow. Yep. Thank you, everybody.